Blockbuster Rejects, two former employees of Blockbuster Video who still love renting and watching movies. We reminisce about the Blockbuster experience and do spoiler-free movie reviews of new releases and old favorites. Alright, welcome to Blockbuster Rejects. I am Scott. I am Ho. And normally, in this podcast, we chat about Blockbuster a little bit, then we go into the reviews of the movies we're doing. I got nothing to say about Blockbuster this week. I feel like I thought of something, but I I lose them, and I lost it. Whatever it was, it wasn't even that important. I'm trying to even think of what the heck it was. So but, maybe going forward, if we get a guest on, we'll talk about it. And yeah. if we think of something, we will. But for now, we're just, I mean, this at least this week, we're just going to go. I, I want to just go into the... Right into the moves. Right into the reviews. Uh, normally, we pick an old movie and a newly released movie, kind of like how you did at Blockbuster. Sometimes you'd grab a new release that you're excited to see and then cheap get a cheaper one that your parents let you get an extra one, but it's got to be the older version, yep. so that's what we do. This week, it's Snowpiercer from 2013 and Doctor Strange. Benedict Cumberbatch. All right. Who says it like that? <laughs> it's, it's from Key and Peele. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they ever see those, uh, the East West College Bowl, and they have those the goof, oh, yeah, yeah, goofy yeah. names like like Dollar 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 yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and one of them he just goes Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. But that's all I think of now. From now on, with him, that's all I think about too. <laughs> all right, so Snowpiercer. This chaos. A thousand people in an iron box. 18 years I've hated the train. 18 years I've waited for this moment. This is the world. The train saved humanity. The engine lasts forever. The population must always be kept in balance. I said sit down. Passengers, eternal order. Flow from the sacred engine. We must occupy our preordained position. I belong to the front. You belong to the tail. No yokes. Keep your place. Those bastards in the front think they own us. We'll be different when we get there. What do you say? We take the engine and we control the world. When is the time? Soon. This is disorder. We're going to the front. Open the gate. We know you well, Mr. Curtis. We've been watching you. Precisely 74% of you shall die. Not a leader. You're ready, our leader. This is your destiny. Two thousand thirteen, it was released two thousand fourteen in the USA. Has a 7.0 rating on IMDb. 
95% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 72% audience score. The budget was $40 million, which I want to talk about in a sec. Domestically, it made $4.6 million. Foreign, it made $82 million. So total of like almost $87 million bones. Hmm. So did all right. Foreign, man, that foreign market. Well, I mean, it's it's a foreign movie, which I, I was surprised it was shot in English, honestly. Because the guy, I, I looked it up, it said Korean Czech film. Directed by Jun Ho Bong. Uh, it was based on a French graphic novel called Le Transpiercinage, which just means the snow piercer. Written by Jacques Lob, <laughs> Benjamin Legrand. Jean-Marc Rochette, which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So that it was based on that, you mean? Yeah. Graphic novel, or I may have known when I first com- saw it. I think I comic book. I looked all that crap up like a year ago. Obviously, it didn't stick. Starring Chris Evans, Kang Ho Song, Ed Harris, John Hurt, Tilda Swinton, Jamie Bell, Ah Soon Ko. Allison Pill and Vlad Ivanov. And let's just talk about how Chris Evans was in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. It's, we watched it together the first time I ever saw it. Because when we choose these older ones, the other guy picks one they haven't. the other guy hasn't seen. So I, haven't, I hadn't seen this before. At some point, you said you referred to him being Captain America. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, what? he's in this movie? Which, which guy is he? <laughs> It wasn't that deep into the movie. I think I would have figured it out by by myself by by the yeah, end. It wasn't two minutes. It didn't seem like it. And he's like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "No." So I, you know, obviously after you told me and I realized, I'm like, "Oh, the main guy, guy with the the beanie cap and the beard is fucking Chris Evans." Yep. I had no idea at first. <laughs> he just, to me, he looked familiar, and I. Told myself, oh, I'll figure out who he is or I'll look him up eventually. You would have figured it out, I think. Yeah. You know, because by the end, he starts talking. Like, he has monologues and shit, and, like, mm-hmm. the camera's always on him and stuff. So I would have gotten it, but it was just funny that I'm that, that I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not mad at myself or anything. It's like, yeah. it's not like I'm a Chris, Chris Evans lover or, so, or anything, but it was just funny that you're like, seriously? <laughs> I thought that was a joke. Yeah, so Chris Evans is in this movie. Play a game if you if you watch this and tell me if <laughs> tell me if you would have realized that if you weren't looking for him. Ugh. It's true. I probably did the same thing because when I first hit play on that movie, I don't think he, I knew he was in it. I yeah, mean, that's another thing. Before I watched it, I tried my best to not know a thing about it, which is kind of fun for me sometimes. Totally. I did. You what I, you said? You just caught it on Netflix. Yeah, it was just on there one day. I don't even know. I must have just read the kind of um, thingy, little blurb. Mm-hmm. And maybe the still they show you, once you click on it, and I was just like, ooh, this looks weird. They had Tilda Swinton in it, and she looks cool in it. So, <laughs> Well, we went to go watch it on Netflix, and it's not on Netflix anymore. So, Nope. All right, I just want to read a little snippet of this article. Because last week, or last time, we're not doing it weekly. We're bad at that. But last episode of this podcast, we talked about 
the the amount of time between theatrical releases and Blu-ray releases, mm. and I didn't know the rules. And this article is titled, What the Economics of Snowpiercer Say About the Future of Film. And I don't know how much I want to read. I was going to write it, write it down, but I may forget. I'll just bring it up on just my paraphrase. Phone. Last week, The Hollywood Reporter featured a special section of the future of film, speaking to experts around, all around the industry. One change came through loud and clear. The studios need to shorten the windows between release dates. Right now, it takes about 90 days for a film to move from theater to home video. That no longer makes sense and will have to change if the industry is going to survive. An example of how Hollywood is gently trying to push that envelope is the movie Snowpiercer. If you've even heard of the film, and it hasn't been from a barrage of ads on TV or giant billboards around your town. You've likely heard of it either from friends singing the movie's praises on social media or from a promo while searching for your cable company's on-demand option. But Snowpiercer will likely go down as one of 2014's most important films. The film from Korean director Jun Ho Bong showed in just eight theaters for two weeks before making the leap to video on-demand. In the past, this might have been an indication that the film was a flop that wasn't worth the high marketing cost of a wild theatrical release. But in this case of Snowpiercer, VOD was the main part of the release strategy all along. From the Weinstein Company and Radius, the film's about a dystopic... Okay, then it's just talking about what we're about to talk about. Blah, blah, blah. It's fantastically wacky, bloody film that earns a well-deserved 95 out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. So why dump such a promising movie onto VOD? Because it made economic sense. When you see a production budget for a film, roughly $40 million in this case, you need to almost double that into account for prints and advertising the cost of rolling the film on in thousands of theaters. By releasing the film on VOD, Radius and TWC avoided all, almost all of those costs. The advertising consisted of partnerships like Chris Evans welcoming San Diego hotel guests during Comic-Con on the hotel VOD systems and suggesting they rent his movie... Snowpiercer, that's funny. And blah, 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 blah. So they saved costs by not having to make film? Yeah. That... Hmm. VOD. He believes the catalyst... I'm just skipping to the bottom here. He believes the catalysts will be companies like Netflix producing their own high-quality movies and increasing levels of piracy making it increasingly ridiculous for studios to not give viewers a legal home viewing option from first day of release. Will his vision of the future of Hollywood come true? Only time will tell, but experiments like Snowpiercer show that consumers are ready for earlier options at home. Hmm. Absolutely. The tides are changing, my friend. Yep, people will stop pirating. People have, like, home movie theaters nowadays. It's just as cool to sit at home watch a movie as it is to go to the theater mm-hmm. okay so tell me about it <laughs> what did you think i liked it a lot I, i've seen it i probably watched it more than i should have before just because you know you find a movie you like and you watch it a bunch of times probably, probably seen it like five times at least oh, yeah conservatively not recently how many times go leading into my viewing had you seen it my viewing with you i mean it you know, sometimes it's it's a good fall sleep movie. So, I mean, bits and pieces, but I've probably seen it like two, at least two or three all the way through with bits and pieces. 
It was, it was a good watch. It was uh, different seeming. So the Snowpiercer is a train. Well, first of all, it's a post-apocalyptic world. Everything got frozen. The The global warming ep- epidemic was a problem, and then they put some kind of thing in the air to make it cool down, but then it did it too much. Yep. So it killed all living things. Frozen solid. You know, that's one thing I wanted to bring up. You know how uh, people get, like, cavemen will get frozen in ice or just... Yeah. In general, if you get frozen, aren't you kind of, like, just preserved? Yeah. I don't know how that shit works. Yeah, I mean, like... So if they they ever thaw out, is there a population then? You mean if they thaw out, are they then alive? Yeah. No. That's what I mean. Like, how how do certain cavemen... I would think that you are maybe preserved, like... You know, you're still there, but you're not alive. I mean, you're dead, right? Well, I mean, have you ever seen Encino Man? Um, in the theaters, actually. <laughs> have you ever seen Austin Powers? Uh, of course. All right. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't... Uh, ter- Demolition Man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and uh, yeah. I'm sure there's a scientific reason that someone in the listening to this pos- podcast be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> there's no possible way. Anyways, so everything's frozen, everything's dead. But somehow, Ed Harris, the inventor of this, what do they call him, the eternal engine in his um, yeah. train? Yeah, I think so. They weren't really specific, but he rounded up a certain amount of people to be on his train to yeah. live forever, the last the last of humanity. And the, actually, I don't know, I, don't, I didn't read it just now because I was doing some notes. But I think I read on the internet that in the book, in the graphic novel, it's there's a thousand and one cars on the train, which there certainly isn't in the movie. No. So that's kind of cool. But anyways, the movie only has like ten, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there might have been some that we missed. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, certainly not a thousand. No. So the back of the train is kind of it's kind of like a mirror to society. The back is the the ghetto. The, the ghetto, there you go. They're packed in there like sardines. And that's where we start the movie. Chris Evans is our hero. He He's part of the uh, the ghetto car. And he's got some buds. And, and there's kids there. They're all, they all look like garbage people. Yeah, they're pretty disgusting. Although Chris Evans' beard is pretty... Pretty on point. Pretty perfectly trimmed somehow. Yeah, you know, you get a piece, of, get a piece of rusty metal, and you can yeah. trim it. Yeah, he he took pride in his beard and mustache. <laughs> I can't imagine living like that. Yeah, dude, the, the there were just bunks like when they had to sleep. There, you know, you know how it, it was kind of like reminiscent of uh, what it, like sometimes you see in boat movies. The what what sleeping below the deck looks like for yeah. all the workers, like. Bunk beds, moving around, dirt, soot, yeah, and protein bars. And without getting into too much detail, the they'll have like guards from the front of the train, or at least further front of them, come back and do their rounds, 
if you want to call it that, like tell him to sit down, tell him to stand up. And, you know, this one guy throws a shoe at this lady and he gets in trouble. This lady, actually, she comes, I think, from the furthest front. She's got this bright yellow jacket on and, you know, she looks a lot more trim than everyone else, even the guards and stuff. And that's why the guy got pissed Mm -hmm. through well, that, that and the kid got stolen, right? Yeah. But let's not get too far into that. Nah. That's all the beginning. So eventually, like, there want, there's going to be a, an overthrow, a re- revolution. A re- re- Rebellion. Revel- revolt is what I meant to say. Rebellion. And the ultimate goal is to get to the front and take it over and, you know, stop living in squalor. And as, as they move forward, man, I'm not going to say anything, but just... You get you get angry, <laughs> more and more angry as you go as they go. You don't see Ed Harris till towards the end, and he's like the Godfather, Wilford. Wilford the he had a name. Yeah, I don't remember. I really need to think about that. Like Wilford the Almighty. So Tilda Swinton, she, <laughs> she looked like you told me it was her and then it was like oh yeah that's her this one isn't like chris evans this one's like you yeah. you know she looked wacky she had <laughs> she had like i don't know stuff on her teeth and like those thick coke bottle glasses those like 80s looking kind yeah, of glasses yeah. i liked her character a lot yeah she nailed it she's a good actress she was in our second movie mhm we didn't plan that mhm she's a catalyst would you say it had a happy ending or a sad ending without giving anything away? Mm, I suppose happy. But, like, but ah, maybe it was, really, it's hard, hard to call it happy. Can't really, can't really talk about it. I'm going to say optimistic. Right, optimistic, but probably not going to work out, right? It's it's the chances are slim. All right, let's before we do the S word. Yep, which is spoil. But yeah, uh, so what what do you uh, rate it? What would you uh, rate rate this? Three point two. Three point six. All right, pretty much on the same page there. Six point eight. Blockbuster rejects. Not bad. Total. Anything else you want to say about it? Uh, not really. I'd, I'd recommend it. It's a recommendable film, especially I, if it gets back on Netflix. I'm not entirely sure if I saw this, like you know, little Netflix star rating when it, before I watched it. That might have been an indicator. Because if it had two, like <clears throat> two stars, I would notice that, and I might just eat. Really, you care about that shit? Eh, if it's horrible, I mean, if it's like you know, if it's five stars, wow, I'm watching it. If it's one. So, I mean, it must have at least three or four stars on there, so I'm wondering if that phased me. Because a lot of times, I, I mean, there's so much on there. I mean, I'm not just going to watch some stupid it's movie. It's true, but if it looks cool to me, I'm going to give it a shot. Well, it was hard. I didn't know a lot going in, so it was, it was weird. I just had a blurb and maybe a star rating. But I liked it in the end. Cool. Oh my God! All right, moving on to Doctor Strange. Mm. You think you know how the world works? You think that this material universe is all there is? 
But what if I told you the reality you know is one of many? What the? This doesn't make any sense. Not everything has to, Doctor Strange. Through the mystic arts, we harness energy and shape reality. The Avengers protect the world from physical dangers. We safeguard it against more mystical threats. Come with me. You'll die protecting this world, Mr. Doctor. Mr. Doctor? It's strange. Maybe. Who am I to judge? Released November 4th, 2016, has a $165 million budget. Domestically, it made $232 million. Foreign, it made $444 million. And it, worldwide, made $677 million. 7.7 on IMDb, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes with an 88% audience score. Directed by Scott Derrickson. Written by Scott Derrickson, John Space, and C. Robert Cargill. And it's obviously based on a Marvel comic character, which I know nothing about. Yeah, I knew nothing. Still kind of know. I mean, I know know whatever the movie told me. Yeah. Uh, The director also directed Hellraiser in 2000, Inferno, Exorcism of Emily Rose, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Sinister, and Deliver Us from Evil. So those are movies I've at least heard of. Deliver Us from Eva? Evil. (laughs) Starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Chewittle, Edgeofor. (laughs) Sorry. Is that the 12 Years a Slave guy? Yeah. Rachel McAdams, Benedict Wong. Mads Mikkelsen, Tilda Swinton. So we have Doctor Strange, who's a a brash, cocky neurosurgeon, <laughs> who uh, is good at his craft. He's a hot shot. He's kind of a hot shot, and he crashes his car, loses his ability, his like his hands, basically. Yeah, yeah his hands get destroyed. Um. He pretty much recovers, but his hands shake, so he cannot do what he's good at mm-hmm. anymore. So he he searches for answers, ends up where the golden child got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Catman do. Catman do. Um, so yeah, regardless of the plot, that's where he ends up to try and fix his hands and... Bo- from there is born Doctor Strange, the uh, the guy that can manipulate the world around us, and I mean he he had to learn, and I don't know how how else do you want to describe it. What was his name? Was his name Doctor Something Strange? Stephen. That, like so, that's his real last name. Yeah. I think so, so so his like superhero name is kind of his name. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Superhero name. He shows up at the place. He doesn't believe in what they're trying to show him. But then Tilda Swinton, what is it they say? What do they say? Knock him into the yeah, like when she subconscious or whatever. Yeah, he like hits him hits him out of his own body, and he's like, "What?" That was pretty cool. And then the mirror, the mirror, mirror dimension, yeah, 
all of this stuff it's green sh- green screen shit but it looks fucking awesome like i saw it in the theater so that's that's where it's meant to be seen i'd love to be able to recommend that but clearly we're talking about blu-ray releases so mm-hmm. it's like inception quality like in terms of the scenery and like how it's manipulated yeah, they did jump right into it, too. It right at the very beginning. They did some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Mads Mikkelsen, he's uh, Hannibal in the TV series. He played a good, creepy-ass villain that just wanted... He's kind of like uh, the kind of villain like Sauron is in Lord of the Rings. He just he just wants the world to be shit. Yeah. He wants <laughs> you know, like a lot. Yeah, a lot of villains want to, like, take over the world or get money or, you know, whatever. This guy just, he's like, fuck this. I'm taking it to the other dimension. I can't remember what they call it. And Rachel McAdams is, is like the muggle of the story. <laughs> um, like his, I don't know, is she another doctor or just a nurse at the hospital? Uh, I pegged her. Uh, I think she's uh, a nerd, like it, just the head nurse. Like, she was like his right hand girl. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard to know exactly. Uh, Chewedal Ejiofor, he was the guy that kind of took him under his wing when when he showed up in Katmandu. He led him to the, the the ultimate like destination. He didn't know where to go exactly, and then he he helped him there, mm-hmm. and then kind of sort of convinced Tilda Swinton to uh, actually train him. So the fanboys loved this. Before I went to see it in the theater, everything I was seeing that it was the best Marvel movie and, you know, they've outdone themselves now. I watched it and I was like, meh, it was good, but eh, I wanted more from it. Is it the best? Do you have a best? They're all the same to me. Like, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but... yeah. No, 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 I'm not a fanboy. Not, not one steps up above the rest. They're just kind of all watchable. Like a lot of them, I'll like at the first, like at first, like Avengers. When I first watched it, I loved it. But then I haven't even watched any sequel yet because I just don't give a shit. They did have a sequel, didn't they? Two, I think. Really? Didn't they? Let's see. The first one was what? The Avengers. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's just the one. Then, oh, Infinity War. Oh, it's almost, it's almost out, mm. or it's announced. Is the Age of Ultron the one that uh, birthed that one guy? No, never seen it. Okay. So, yeah. So, when we're talking Marvel movies, we're talking Avengers, Captain America, Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy, apparently. Iron Man's. Ant-Man as well. See, they're all... they're I, all. I like the Ant-Man. They're all good movies, but they're all equally... It's good as each other, I think, <laughs> if I'm trying to convince or convey what I'm trying to say. Captain here. America ones are fun. Yeah, they're all good, like I said. And I just say Doctor Strange is just as good as Captain America or well, Thor well, or Iron Man or Avengers. We'll have to see where they fit in our top 100, top 150, top Speaking of list. which, I started compiling. The, the, I haven't started ordering anything yet. Is this just movies you've seen? This is the thing. This is how I started it. I went on my, like, Netflix and Flickster accounts. Mm-hmm. I was very diligent for a while, rating every movie I saw. 
most of them three stars. <laughs> um, on Flickster, there was f- 1,499 ratings. Jesus. But they, like the last time I did it was like 2012. Hmm. So there's a lot since then that I've watched, obviously. So I got to f- kind of like figure out how to... F- how to unless I just do it by memory, like looking up at lists, looking at lists, figure out how I'm gonna compile the ones I've seen since then. You've done more work than I. I've probably rated like five movies in my life on any medium. It, for a little while, it was just a hobby of mine. Oh yeah, I've seen that. All right, it was good. All right, I've seen that. It was good. <laughs> at first, when I started doing it, it was on Netflix, and I thought that would improve my uh, recommendations. Recommendations. That's why I started doing it. The recommendations blow. And then with Flickster, which is kind of combined with Rotten Tomatoes nowadays, that I felt like that was more permanent because that's not going anywhere. Not that Netflix is either, but hmm. either way, it was cool. So that's how I'm going to start to get my list going. Nice. <laughs> that's a lot of movies. Yeah. Back to Doctor Strange. Do it up. Um, visually, great. Story wise, it was a it was a origin story basically. Like he he's not fully the hero yet. He's learning. There will be more. Certainly. Does he ever get involved with the Avengers and stuff? I don't know. They've mentioned the, the Avengers in the movie. Yeah, they did. Um, I wish he never mind. The way they the way they lay it out, they kind of protect the world from certain kinds of forces of evil different than the Avengers. That's when they mention them. So, like, it's hard to describe because I still don't fully grasp it either. The ultimate villain in Doctor Strange is this guy in this weird universe that just wants to swallow worlds whole and just keep them for himself, and it's not anything nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the nothing in uh, Never Ending Story. story. Alright, so what do you give it? I am going to roll with a 3.2. I'm doing 3.1. I thought I was going to go 3. But visually, it's... They did the work there, so they get an extra 0.1. Definitely, we're both very similar on that one. Yeah. Okay, the year in movies of 2013. Ooh. Um, last episode, we forgot to do this. I like to do... I just take the year of the favorite that we do and just talk about the winners of the Academy Awards. And Speaking of the Academy Awards, uh, La La Land, I thought I was right. And then they're like, nope, wrong envelope. That was a joke. That was ridiculous. I didn't watch it. Like, I just wh- heard about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 saw, I saw video. Yeah, I was like, keeping track of who won, but I wasn't actually watching. How stupid, though. What a... What is he? What are they, Steve Harvey? <laughs> like, how hard is it? I don't even know why... It, well, I, what was it, like, a, the envelope for a different award was was handed to him, I think someone said? I believe that's what happened, yeah. Ugh. 2013. The top... Grossing movies, Frozen, Iron Man 3, Despicable Me 2, The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog, The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, Fast and Furious 6, 
Monsters University, Gravity, Man of Steel, Thor, The Dark World. I have seen The Hobbit, and I think Thor, and that's it. Let's see. You can't look at this because no, I'm going to quiz you. I just want to tell you how many I've seen of that because I can't. But I just I, read them. I can't. Well, I can't remember them. Did you, you see were, the you, Hunger you, Games? You were just looking at the list. I know you saw Gravity. I saw Gravity. Did oh. you see Fast and Furious Six? No. <laughs> Iron Man Three. I don't. I didn't see the third yeah, one. Yes, yet. I saw that. So yeah. Uh, Frozen. I haven't seen. Yeah, me neither. I'm never going to see that. I don't think. What was the other one? This is Man of Steel. Mm-mm. Monsters University. Still haven't seen. Nope. Despicable Me Too. I guess I've seen that one. I have seen that. All right. Whatever. It's cool. All right. This is what we've done in the past. I just read off all the nominees and you try and... I mean, this one you might just remember because <laughs> yeah. it hasn't been that long ago. I don't, I don't really pay attention though, so I might not. Right. Yeah, me neither. Best Picture. Dallas Buyers Club. Gravity. Her. Nebraska. Philomena. The Wolf of Wall Street, 12 Years a Slave, Captain Phillips, American Hustle. If I complained about this before, why is there nine nominees? It's insane. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Shut up. Pick five of them at the most. <laughs> uh, 12 Years a Slave? Correct. Best Director, I'm just going to say the movie. Gravity, 12 Years a Slave, American Hustle, Nebraska, Wolf of Wall Street. Now, that's that's what I'm talking about. Five. Hmm. Should I know it? You guessed the other one, right? I did. Gravity. Yeah. How do you know that? I don't know. Just guessing. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. Best actor. <laughs> Shit. Chiwetel Ejiofor. <laughs> 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> Christian Bale. Because I wrote down how to pronounce his name on nice. the other page. <laughs> Christian Bale, American Hustle, Bruce Dean, Nebraska, Matthew McConaughey, Dallas Buyers Club, Leonardo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street. Leo. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, uh, boo. I like I like that Wolf of Wall Street movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Best Actress. Kate Blanchett, Blue Jasmine, Amy Adams, American Hustle, Sandra Bullock, Gravity, Judy Dench, Philomena. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Sandra Bullock. I wasn't done. Well, Meryl, Meryl Streep is the other one. All right. Who won? Kate Blanchett. Ah. You're wrong. What was that, her? No. Uh. That's that's funny that uh, that uh, What's-His-Face didn't get nominated. Joaquin. Hmm. Best Supporting Actor, Jared Leto, Dallas Buyers Club, Barkhead Abdi, Captain Phillips, Bradley Cooper, American Hustle, Michael Fassbender, 12 Years a Slave, Jonah Hill, Wolf of Wall Street. Wow, that's a tough one. So there's some good ones in there. Um, Jared Leto. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He got back on the Dallas Buyers Club train. Yeah. You saw that movie? Yeah. You didn't watch it? We talked about it on our other podcast. I, I saw most of it. Best Supporting Actress. June Squibb, Nebraska. Julia Roberts, August Asage County. Jennifer Lawrence, American Hustle. Lupita Nyong'o, 12 Years a Slave. Sally Hawkins, Blue Jasmine. 12 Years a Slave. 
person. Ooh, who though? I'm just oh, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're right. Original screenplay, her. American Hustle, Blue Jasmine, Dallas Buyers Club, Nebraska. What is this category? Original screenplay. Dallas Buyers Club. Her. <sighs> Adapted screenplay. Twelve Years a Slave. Before Midnight. Captain Phillips. Philomena. Wolf of Wall Street. Twelve Years a Slave. Yes. Clean house. Yeah, did did all right. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, next week. Attack the block. You're you're going into this blind, I assume, right? Like I did with Snowpiercer. Yeah, I have no intentions of knowing anything. Okay, from 2011. Uh, we have choices for the new one: Passengers, Fences, Assassin's Creed. What's Passengers? Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence. And then uh, what is it? Fences is Denzel. I've read that play actually, but I, the movie sound, is, doesn't sound like anything that would be amazing to watch. I want to do Assassin's Creed personally because I played the video uh, games. I never played the game, but I mean, a couple of it, them. It, it does. It does look cool. Good. We'll have a guy that has played the games and a guy that hasn't played the games. If we choose that one, what is the other one again? That's it. Passengers. Passengers. I would do want to see that though eventually. Oh, well, we can do it. No, we'll do Assassin's Creed. That'll be fun. Y'all got Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about her. That'll be part of the uh, Assassin's Creed. They're perfect. At the end of our podcast, we do a game where we alternate between a an actor, a movie, and another actor. Obviously, tying them together, trying to go for. We're gonna go from Tilda Swinton to Chris Evans. Hopefully, we are still. We've yet to do it. Yeah, it's it's tough. No preparation, by the way. Correct. So, starting with Tilda Swinton. Here we go. Uh, the Beach. Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Wolf of Wall Street came up. Jonah Hill. Um, super bad. Sarah? Do you, do you... Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Chris Evans. Boom. <laughs> yeah! You were, I think you were like really hoping I'd pick Michael Sarah, right? Yeah. Because there are times, holy shit, that we like know what we want to do, but the other person isn't in on it, or we just think of it afterwards. All right, finally. <laughs> Bam, that was fast. Yeah, it really was. Sick, dude. All right, thank you for listening to the Blockbuster Rejects. See you next time. Bye-bye.